welcome to another edition. Mr. Nice Guy, Ben Slowey, coming at you tonight. Um, I'm joined by Program Coordinator of Diverse and Resilient, um, the Resource Center uh, over here in River West. Um, it is a really very important uh, part of the uh, LGBTQ plus and uh, sexual health uh, community resource center. And uh, I'm excited to talk to them about uh, a little bit about their passions and why they do what they do. Uh, thank you very much, Ari, for joining me tonight. Of course. How uh, are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm out here in California with my uh, rum in my fancy wine glass because I'm a fancy hoe. Wonderful. <laughs> um, spectacular. Uh, yeah, I am sipping here on a uh, little peach whiskey, pineapple juice concoction. Um, this is probably going to be gone real fast. Uh, I have a problem where, like, when I like start drinking something, like I don't really put it down. Same, same. It's like all or nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was a big problem. Like when like going out was still a thing over drinking, spending too much money. <laughs> oh yeah, I've saved a lot of money since COVID. I was spending a little too much on those Ubers back and forth to the bar, the yeah. drinks. <laughs> For real, oh yes, I, same. It was either, yeah, like the Ubers or like if I, I used to go to like a lot of shows. So when I'd be down at Cactus Club, I'd literally walk after the show's over, this is like at midnight, 1 a.m. or some shit, like walk from Cactus Club all the way to like Kinnikinick and uh, I can't think of the cross street, but I'd have okay. to, I'd walk all the way over there just to be, get on the bus to save money. Like instead of calling it, like being poor sucks. Hell yeah, Well. <laughs> yeah. So, um... You're out in uh, California right now. Uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, not as nice as uh, you would have hoped uh, when you when you got there. Yeah, I was expecting like 80 degree weather. And I talked to my mom the other day and she's like, how's the weather? And I'm like, oh, it's like kind of lower 60s. And she was like, oh, it's kind of like that here, too. So like not much of a difference. And I was like, damn, I'm salty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, what'd you do today? Um, I I went somewhere. So I'm in San Diego. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the place that I went, but it's kind of similar to how like we have a public market in Milwaukee. But I stayed outdoors, stayed safe. Um, it was really cool. There were like people roller skating in a circle outside. There's music playing and there were bubbles just like blowing around and I just sat in the sun and it's so nice. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like so uh utopian. <laughs> the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um that that sounds wonderful. Um what was your uh, reason for going out there? Like what brought you out there right now? Um, so I have a friend who lives out here and right before COVID was like a thing. I had a plan to come out here and visit my friend, um, bought my ticket. Then COVID got like really bad. And I was like, well, I guess I can't go. 
Um, and now I'm fully vaxxed and I was like, I need a break from Milwaukee. So I decided to just do it. Um, for sure. I was scared about like the airport and everything because for the last year, like I really haven't been around anybody. I just, I'd be in my house chilling away from everyone. Um, so I was like, oh, the social anxiety is going to be so bad and it's going to be so weird, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's it's a lot of stimulation, uh, like when you haven't been around it for so long. Um, for sure. I low-key have some kind of background anxiety about that. Like, what am I going to do with myself when I see like 50 people I haven't seen in a year? <laughs> like all Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Like even at home I don't like go to grocery stores I have my groceries delivered like I really don't go anywhere so yeah being around people has been strange <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah I well I guess it helps a little bit because I I go to marches occasionally like um and that's like the biggest congregation of people usually um so that I guess has helped a little bit um uh glad uh you you've uh, gotten vaxxed uh uh good for you um i myself got the old fauci ouchy myself uh, uh on thursday the first dose uh, was you know uh sore arm uh my arm was really sore for the rest of the day and uh i felt kind of pretty fatigued i pulled through uh it was it was fine I got yeah. I, I got a tattoo later that day too. I, I I'm I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, my experience with the first dose wasn't too bad. It was more of like an anxiety thing. I was like, uh, I don't know about this, but uh, it really didn't hurt to get it. Um, I didn't really have many side effects um i had a little bit of a rash but i feel like that's kind of normal for me and my body um but that second dose <sighs> oh yeah i i heard it uh it takes a toll for sure but it only lasted for a day and a half so that's not bad at all it was worth it good okay cool um well i'll have to brace myself um, <laughs> the second dose um, yeah, but uh, um, until then, I'll be sitting right here. Uh, <laughs> so Ari, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, so we, we've been connected on social media for a little while now. Um, I just uh, really love hearing what you have to say. You know, we've, we've like, I would just really uh, appreciate and admire like your vulnerability uh, on social media, like really great that you work for, with uh, diverse and resilient. Um, that's a, like I said, great resource. Um, I actually uh, got probably like two years ago now. I remember like that, like free testing they were doing. Like I think it was like every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. That came in real clutch when I needed it. <laughs> like uh, so they be coming through. They they did come through and. Uh, <laughs> So where we usually start is, uh, are you, so uh, did you grow up in Milwaukee? 
Uh, yes, I did. I was actually born in Illinois, and I kind of grew up, like, back and forth between there and Milwaukee, um, but I went to school in Milwaukee and, like, spent most of my time in Milwaukee. Mm. Cool. I'm from Illinois myself. When you were, when you were a kid, when you were little, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? <sighs> to be honest, um, so I'm a nursing student and I think I've kind of always wanted to be a nurse. Like I always knew that was what I wanted to do. Um, I went through like different phases where I was like, maybe I could do this instead or maybe I could do this instead. Um, but it's always been a nurse. You're leaning into that. It sounds like, especially with, you know, uh, with your work being health related, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about like um, your upbringing and I guess uh, how you would eventually like get to where you are now in terms of like your your position and like doing what you do, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Whatever um, you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, for the most part, grew up um, with my grandparents taking care of me. Um, and then by high school, I moved in with my mom. Um, and I always identified as like this straight, heterosexual, cis person. Um, I hung out with mostly white people. So I was like the token black friend. Um, and then once I got older and I was an adult and I kind of like branched out, I was like, it doesn't have to be this way. I can meet other people. Um, and so I kind of like explored my queerness, um, and met other queer people and other black and people of color. And I was like, this feels really good and comfortable. Um, and so, yeah, I like created this little friend group, um, my chosen family. Um, I started seeing game nights. Um, and yeah, that's really where I started getting into like activism and like wanting to learn more about myself and like my queerness and my blackness. Um, and yeah, so it kind of started with all of that um, as a young adult. Um, and then I started working at Courage and then I explored my queerness a little more um, and got into like some community organizing a little bit. And now I'm at Diverse and Resilient. <laughs> Wonderful. Where'd you go to school? Mm. So, I went to four schools, four high schools. I went to a Lutheran high school. Uh, it was called Martin Luther. Um, I got pregnant when I was 14 years old and they were like, they kind of like pulled me and my family to the side. And they were like, okay, low key, like you either have to get an abortion or like, if you don't get an abortion, you have to go. Um, so I didn't do that um, and I got kicked out. And then I went to St. Francis High School, 
this is so embarrassing. When people ask me what high school I went to, I'm like, ugh. But I went to St. Francis, then I kind of stopped going and my mom was like, you're not about to drop out of school. Like that's one thing you're not gonna do. Um, so then I went to Cudahy High School. Yeah. Which is no better. And- it's like, just like right like one uh, neighborhood over. <laughs> exactly. It's right down the street. It's on the same street. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Actually, um, um, speak, uh, speaking of which, um, did you ever go to uh, Seven Bridges? That was my fucking spot. It's still my fucking spot. Yes. It's about to become my spot. I, I had never been there um, until like two weeks ago. Oh my god, it's yeah, it's it's good. It's good shit. <laughs> I heard that's where all the the like the kids went to go do like uh, bad shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was with my friend. I was with my friend, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I had I had sex over there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Southern Bridges was the spot. Um, I love it there so much. There's so much to see. Like you can walk through it, and there are all those different trails. There's the beach area. It's really nice. Yeah, we got lost trying to find our way back to the car, uh, cause it's so like winding, and this yeah, cause all the trails like kind of offshoot. Yeah. 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 That's good to get lost at though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a point there. I mean that or like X-ray arcade and Cudahy. I go there for shows sometimes, but. That's really the only reason I really go down there. Yeah, there's really no good reason to go to Cudahy besides Seven Bridges and Twisted Plants. <laughs> Shout out to Twisted Plants. Oh, yes. It's hard. Uh, like, I um, last summer went there and I tried, like, the, the Philly cheesesteak they have, like, their take on it. Oh, I haven't been back since. I really got to go back there. Yeah, that's good. I've only had it one time. I'm like on and off vegan all the time. Like I'll go like three months and I'll be like, okay, I'm vegan. And then I'll be like, but cheese sounds really fucking good. And so yeah. (laughs) Hey, you you go your path. I support whatever you choose to do. Period. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, as you were saying, um yes so I went to Cudahy High School um fucking hated it and I was like once again I'm gonna drop out and my mom was like no you're fucking not so (laughs) she found um an alternative school in Cudahy called Connects um and so I went there and it was only three hours a day and they kind of just like give you work to do and you can work at your own pace and like if you need help you can go and ask for help um rather than sitting in a classroom for seven hours a day and having a teacher talking at you um and that worked out a lot better for me um and towards the end I was kind of like I'm gonna try to drop out of school again and my mom was like no you're not and the teacher was like you're really smart so um They had me go and take a test at MATC, 
um, which is like the college around there, just to see like where I was at and everything. And I tested really high. So they let me graduate a year early. So I was finally fucking done. I got a high school diploma. I was fucking done. <laughs> Proud of you. Thank it's you. Not, it's not fucking easy. It's um, not. It's not. Especially with the schools that like my mom chose for me. I was like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, like it's a really crucial time to like explore your identity, but whatever you happen to explore about your identity isn't necessarily like accepted. And uh, yeah, it's um like I definitely had some like like I'm grateful for the high school I went to and I'm grateful for like that I still have some friends from high school but it there were some times where I just like dreaded going because I was like I just knew like the second I would like walk in walk into a classroom or like walk in the hallways like that I was gonna start like I could feel people judge me or like be made fun of like it's High school, like, uh, it, it really fucking sucks sometimes. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it's fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. trash. Yeah. For sure. Um, what, uh, what'd you do uh, beyond high school? Um, so right after high school, my mom kind of pressured me into um, idea that I needed to go to college right away she was like okay you graduated now you're going to college um so I started at MATC um for nursing and I kind of just stopped going um again <laughs> school was not my thing um and yeah I ran up a bill with them and it took me a couple of years to pay it back um but I've been back in school for shit. Feels like fucking ever. Maybe two, three years now. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. Um, at MATC still? Or? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, hey, and you go at your own pace, you know? Like yeah. I know you so you said you worked for courage. Um so I guess like, um, so what was your position there? Um, I was a resident care worker. Yeah. So that would look like many different things. Um, <laughs> I was, um, I basically sat with the young people. Um, it was basically like parenting, like you're in a group home, you're cooking for them, you're helping them with their homework you're giving advice, um, you're stabilizing crisis situations and de-escalating and giving medications and all of that. Um, I really enjoyed working with the young people. Um, before I started working at Courage, uh, I worked at group homes and assisted living facilities that were more like people uh, with disabilities and um, older people. Um, and more like of a healthcare type thing. Um, so this was a lot different and I was kind of nervous because I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna vibe with like kids or young people. 
Um, I don't know how that's going to go, but I fucking loved it. I loved it. Sure, for sure. Didn't love management. (laughs) Yeah, that can make or break the experience, definitely. For sure. Uh, Well, that all, once again, falls in tandem with uh, the nursing stuff, definitely. Um, Yeah. Uh, How, so I'd love to hear more about how you got uh, involved with uh, Diverse and Resilient. So after I quit Courage, um, my supervisor wanted to interview me for this position. And I was like, sure. So um, I did the interview. Um, it took a couple of months to like kind of hear back, like for sure if I got the position or not. And I was like, oh, I really hope I got it. But also like I'm in school full time. So if I don't like it'll be okay. Um, But I did get it. And I love it. I love it so much. The organization is fucking amazing. My coworkers are amazing. The work that they're doing and I'm doing is amazing. I really enjoy it. Um, So I'm a program coordinator. And I, as of lately, I've mostly been doing things with um, youth with uh, MPS. So like doing presentations on puberty and um, mental health. So like stress management, self-care, things like that. And I love it so much. Um, It's been virtual because of COVID. uh, And yeah, I would much rather it be in person, but obviously we can't do that right now. Um, But yeah, I really enjoy it. And then also, co-facilitating different um, groups for, for uh, trans folks. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> today was today was the uh, Black Trans Visibility March. Um, I stopped by, I couldn't stay for long, but I stopped by for the beginning and uh, it started at Diverse and Resilient. Yeah, yeah. I know they did a lot. Uh, with all of that going on today, I felt bad that I couldn't be there and I'm out here, but. Sure. I, yeah, that was beautiful. Um, I, yeah, I felt, I wish I could have like actually been able to like march with them. Um, I stayed for the opening speakers, but uh, shout out to all those uh, wonderful organizers. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about Diverse and Resilience mission, like specifically? It'd be great for folks that may not be familiar to know more about what y'all do. Yeah, so um, there are a ton of different, uh, well, not a ton, but like <laughs> a lot of different departments at Diverse and Resilient. Um, and it's really just to uplift and support um, the LGBT community, the trans community, um, black and brown folks, um, all of that. So yeah, Um, my department is called the, we just renamed it, the Community Organizing um, Department. Um, And we do all types of stuff. And then of course you have the testing um, and like HIV, and they provide resources and then they have a location in Appleton um, and they 
I like, they do stuff with like violence prevention and things like that. Um, trying to think. There's like so much, we just do everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a vital resource center that actually kind of segues into my next question, which is like, why do you feel like specifically it's so important um, like for diverse and resilient to be serving Milwaukee? Um, so what I've noticed, um, since working there is like with the, with the groups that like I've co-facilitated or like sat in on and all of that, um, like one of the main things that people say is that it's really hard to find community, um, especially as like a queer person or a black person or a person of color, like it's really hard to find community and like people who are like-minded. So like being able to come together um, is really amazing. Uh, we had a meeting Thursday um, and we kind of like unpacked and talked about like how last summer was like really traumatizing for like all of us um and talked about like how in the future like having more conversations about that and like healing from it and like finding different ways to go about things i don't know it's just it's just really nice to be able to come together with other people um, who are also queer and black and brown people of color. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I believe it. Um, and specifically, like, you know, you're talking about, like, uh, um, you work with kids a lot, um, or you, you work with the youth. Um, and I imagine it's like you see some of, like, yourself in uh, some of these kids that, you know, like, you, you see, like, how much you might have needed a resource like this when you were younger, you know? For sure, for sure. That's another thing. Like when I was doing my puberty presentations, like I'm very open and like direct about the things that I'm saying. And I'm like, I like I wish somebody would have talked to me about these things because I got pregnant when I was 14 because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> you know, like nobody told me any of the things that like I'm telling these young people um so yeah yeah absolutely do y'all have anything coming up like events or anything like in the next couple months um in terms of programs or something or um so we have our PPYP program, which is um, the puberty presentations that we do with different MPS schools. Um, there's also like, uh, we talked about STDs and STIs and then HIV. Um, we talk about consent. Uh, I think there's one more that I'm forgetting. Um, and then we also have, um, a program that is called TUI, I'm going to be more involved in. Uh, it stands for Thinking Under the Influence, and it's for young people. And rather than telling them, like, hey, don't drink and don't do drugs, like, that's it. It's like, okay, well, here's how you can, like, safely do that. And, like, let's talk about it. And, like, why are you doing it? And, you know, yeah. things like 
totally that's so important um that's wonderful that y'all are talking about that and kind of reframing that conversation because um that whole mantra of don't don't do drugs and don't drink and uh you know be abstinent and stuff like like those are important conversations to have because but not in that specific with that language because it kind of criminalizes it um all the like drinking and doing drugs it's like you know it just goes back to like criminalizing addiction and stuff like that rather than looking at it like well what is some why does somebody feel like they need to cope that way you know like what root what's the what are the root causes like are they suffering from you know some mental health stuff some trauma perhaps um are they just in an environment where that's like being like actively uh like encouraged or you know those that kind of uh that discourse can really help a lot of kids be a lot more like honest from an earlier age there are still people well into their 20s and 30s that have and beyond that have you know a lot of built up bottled up shit that they've only know how to cope with through you know substances or through you know sex or through you know like uh various other habits like can become dangerous or unhealthy definitely yeah for sure for sure yeah so and also like destigmatizing uh S stds uh, like also like people are afraid to talk about them because like they're considered dirty you know yeah I feel very strongly about that too. I feel very strongly about sexual health altogether. Um, but yeah, I feel strongly about all of this. Like it should all be talked about. Um, I started talking to my son. My son is 13. Um, I started talking to him about like all of these things at like kind of an early age, but like early enough to where like he understands it. Um, and now he's 13 and he can sit here and tell me like backup plans to sex like he's like well there are condoms and there's plan b and you know and he's just so open with me um about these things and i really appreciate that um so i feel like being open and direct rather than like tiptoeing around this or even telling young people like don't do this like important yeah 100 that's that's wonderful that uh you get to have you know that uh transparency between him like you're both on the same page and like it's like i i think about like you know like when i was in high school or like middle school and also you know just understanding and understanding lgbtq plus uh subjects and uh like proper terminology and stuff like I get that like you know topics and conversations shift over time but it's like you know if we were taught a lot of these things there wouldn't be so much phobia and uh, mm -hmm. resistance and um, yeah like so I'm 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 really I, I feel optimistic about you know the way uh um a lot of our generation is uh kind of yeah like reframing and reshaping and even reclaiming a lot of re's going on yeah uh, <laughs> all that all of that about like yeah the education 
What are some, oh, I asked a question for you is, Ari, what are some of your personal goals uh, in uh, the year to come, like in the rest of the year? Personal goals in the year to come. Hmm. Ha, ha, ha. So I'm not only in nursing school, but I'm also taking a doula class. Um, and I would like to get that finished up in the next year. What is that? Um, a doula class so like birth work um oh, sure yeah yeah i'm really into that um i've always been interested in it but it wasn't until this last year that i actually saw birth workers who were not white like i was always interested in it but it was always like i'm seeing white doulas and i'm like is that something that i could do like I don't see anybody else like me doing that. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing that. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really looking forward to getting into that work. I feel like it's really important to have Black doulas. Um, and I really feel like it's important for Black folks to have doulas. Um, and yeah, so that's one of my goals. Um, Another one, I keep saying I want to learn some type of like quarantine skill. So whether it's knitting or running or playing piano, like I'm going to fucking learn how to do something. <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely like the time to really like invest in like a lot of those like back burner goals um, that routine obligations to participating in uh oppressive capitalist structures um some of which some of us some folks are unfortunately still have to do have had to do this whole time it's the time to yeah like learn a lot of those like those new things and and, and uh you know pay heed to some of those um back burner goals and i think that you know quarantine definitely gave um a lot of uh insight to a lot of us of the importance of being able to like still retain that even when like the pandemic is over that a lot of us are still gonna need like we have boundaries up that weren't there before we have a lot of us have class consciousness far more than we did before like that can't go away like we should be able to want to do some of those things like travel or learn new skills or just even fucking take a day off if you're if you're really not in good shape. Knitting would be cool. For sure. <laughs> I've always wanted to learn how. <laughs> Same with piano. I took lessons like a long ass time ago, but I don't remember shit besides Mary Had a Little Lamb. Um, that's always gonna stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to, I learned clarinet in middle school. It was like Mary had a little lamb and hot cross buns. <laughs> it was like the two beginning jingles to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. What um what got you into doing podcasts and like what makes you want to interview people and get to know people that is a great question 
Um, I feel like the answer like always kind of stays the same, but I have different ways of saying it, if that makes sense. Part of it is like, it, it's like a surface level. Like um, I did broadcasting in high school and just really enjoyed like having a medium like this to just like be myself and, um, you know, have fun with it and take it in my own direction. You know, we did some like TV film production as well. Um, so I wanted like, I definitely like wanted to do a podcast like around like in college because um, I, I went to UWM and like we didn't have a radio station like a lot of uh, public campuses do. Um, so I was like, well, I still, I want to do something that where like, you know, I can like interview people or talk about things I'm passionate about. Um, Cause I had, we had radio in high school too. And that was, I really enjoyed that. Um, but I first attempted a podcast like my junior year of, uh, or senior year, between junior, senior year of college. And I didn't know what I was doing. I talked way too much about shit that no one cared about. Like it was called the slowdown with slowy. Um, <laughs> uh, I did like four episodes. Um, then like after I graduated in 2018 in journalism, really like I, I struggled to kind of like find a job. Um, like I struggled to like kind of figure myself out like after school for like a while and I was pretty depressed about it. Um, so I started going to more networking events and uh, meeting folks in the scene, like in the music scene, the art scene, um, poets, uh, activists, like just like I was getting really inspired by just folks that were, you know, just everyday people like like me, but you know, we're like just doing dope shit. And I kind of just wanted to like get, find a, like a figure out like how to be able to just get to know everyone like on an individual personal level. Um, so um, I started, I came up with like the concept of the show that like it's a show about love and fear and like what you're passionate about, why you do what you do, how you're making sense of this very confusing world. Um, and I uh, started in January of 2019, uh, so a little over two years now. And um, it's evolved into something I never would have imagined. Um, it's just like weird to think like I've gotten this far with like a wow, you know, like I've talked to a lot of people and yeah. learned, learned a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it comes from the fact that like um, I, so I touched on it a little bit earlier, but offshooting from like mental health issues I struggle with, like I never, I've always felt very, very alone, like pretty much my whole life. Um, never felt understood. Never felt like I belonged anywhere. Never felt like, you know, I truly like connected with, uh, with people, even like my good friends, like growing up, like you know, emotional troubles, like, when I was in high school, and when I was a teenager, because, like, I just never felt like, I never felt, like, understood, you know, and, uh, and that persisted, you know, even in college, like, um, you know, I still struggle with, like, a lot of anxiety, and 
my way of coping with uncomfortable situations or my way of coping with that feeling of like those fears of like alienation and abandonment and, you know, fears of like being alone for the rest of my life. Like my way of coping with it is to just directly like interact with people and like learn about others and hear about others and uh, like just find what you might have in common with people um and really because like I I just like part of my, my my mind just has such trouble like I'm just always conflicted about things you know like because the world is just so unfair and unjust and frustrating and confusing and we were taught to think of it as this, this totally like black and white scenario like growing up you know where it's like this is the way things are and this is the way things shouldn't be you know and like the more as I've grown up like I've grown to just challenge a lot of those narratives and uh, unpack and unlearn and uh I've and I owe that to all just meeting people and talking to people and hearing people's experiences. So that was kind of, I guess, I hope that like kind of answers your question. Like why yeah. it, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, it's almost like, like doing a podcast is like my way of like connecting with my surroundings, like being one with the world around me and uh, being in the present moment and uh, just like acquiring wisdom and, knowledge and uh and sharing you know how what i might know that i might be able to share with somebody else that might um that might help them or make them look at something a different way because there's one thing i've really learned from doing mr nice guy is that a lot of us are not that different like or i should say a lot of us like a lot of our fears and a lot of the things that drive us are all not that different um and that being said, everyone's story is very, like, is specifically valid. Like, just because, you know, you might have this or that in common with somebody, like, everyone still has, like, their own story to tell. And uh, where I'm at now with it is just, like, you know, I, I'm i just, like, I've been so, like, impacted and I've, like, feel like I've grown so much as a person from, like, people I've had on the show, people I've talked to, like, um, hearing from different like marginalized communities and hearing from um, even just like old friends like I've had on the show from like high school and just like seeing like how far like we've grown it's, just, it's like, been like such a it's been a, like my outlet to like just have a safe space to talk to listen to hear to laugh I fuck with that that's a good answer um yeah I feel like I relate to that um just because like all of the people that I meet I definitely feel like um like getting to know them uh definitely helps me with like unlearning things and like learning new things so yeah I'm grateful for the people that I have around me so yeah, and you talk to a lot of people, so I'm sure, like, you're learning new shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, um, and I'm, like, very, uh, introverted by nature, like, normally, and, like, some people, are, like, 
Ben, like, what do you mean you're introverted? You talk to all these people. Like, you talk to people all the fucking time. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, but this is like, it's like, this is like the context, you know? Like, when I'm not doing this, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> shutting the world off. You know what I mean? Like, I need a lot of time to process and to absorb and heal, even like, depending on the kind of damn having. I'm glad uh, you could, uh, join me on the show today and um i appreciate you yeah sharing more about diverse and resilient um as we're closing out here i ask everyone the same two questions uh the first is ari what keeps you up at night um my insomnia and anxiety <laughs> yeah, that's real as fuck yeah common answer for sure uh, the second question, but lighter note, uh, what puts you to sleep? Um, if I'm keeping it real, my Xanax. <laughs> there you go. Uh, weed is a very common answer. Uh, so, um, yeah, you whatever. Know, that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever helps. Uh, I usually, it's a couple of these for me. Um, sometimes a movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much Ari I really appreciate you being here of course can I ask you one last question before we go uh, what sure. is zodiac sign Capricorn sun uh, Virgo moon Taurus rising I never would have guessed Really, a lot of people are like, you are so earthy. You work so hard. <laughs> I would have guessed that you had some water sprinkled in there somewhere. So I'm, I'm pretty amateur with uh, astrology in general. I just kind of go off of what people tell me. Um, but what is what do what are characteristics of water signs? So water signs are like sensitive. That's that's like the best word that I would just to describe because I'm a water sign. Um, sensitive. Uh, yeah, I was getting water vibes from you. <laughs> well, I feel very comfortable talking to you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, well, that's kind. Uh, what do you? What are you? What are your signs? Um, I'm a Pisces sun. I'm an Aries moon. And I'm a Virgo rising. So I'm a sensitive little bitch, but I can also get assertive and direct with people. And then I feel like the Virgo kind of keeps me in check and it's like, okay, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, I feel that like with the Virgo moon, like I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm closed off like internally. Yeah. like kind of what you said keeping myself in check and being yeah. like the fuck are you doing you know <laughs> <It's myself. laughs> um, yeah uh well uh for everyone watching um i'll be tagging diverse and resilient so you can check out their resources um uh, ari uh how can folks support diverse and resilient they'll take donations i know yeah absolutely and uh like the facebook page <laughs> yeah you heard them like that shit follow that shit um 
Yeah, uh, for sure. I, like I said, I'll be tagging a link so you can check out their resources, uh, um, see if they have something you need. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, as always. We'll see you next time.